Thanks for pressing play. This is Christopher Lockhead, Follow Your Different. And it's time to get your grump on because our guest is none other than podcast legend, co-host of Grumpy Old Geeks, uh, Jason DeFilippo. And uh, boy, do we ever get our grump on. (laughs) Jason's one of my favorite guys. He's literally a living legend in the podcast world, having produced uh, uh, podcasts like Tim Ferriss and Jordan Harbinger and many others. And his podcast, Grumpy Old Geeks, is one of my absolute favorites. I listen to almost every episode. And uh, his co-host, Brian, De- um, Brian, Brian, Brian Schulmeister, Brian DeFilippo, <laughs> Brian, uh, Brian Schulmeister has been on. Yeah, as, as well as uh, Dave Bittner, who's their kind of security guru who comes on on a regular basis. Anyway, they've all been on. Jason's been on a bunch of times. It's always fun. On this episode, uh, we talk about things like deep fakes, streaming and what's going to go down, uh, the technology that'll change your life or not in 2020, and so much more. Uh, go to Lockhead.com for the show notes on this episode and more about Jason. Now, is it grow time in your business? Because my friends at NetSuite want to help you master your growth. Uh, Every legendary company needs a plan. And NetSuite is awesome for planning uh, for growth and then reporting against that. As a matter of fact, NetSuite facilitates both company-wide and departmental financial planning with modeling capabilities, approval workflows, and of course, reporting all within one collaborative, scalable cloud offering. As a matter of fact, Oracle NetSuite is number one in cloud ERP, and uh, they can help you plan and execute your growth strategy. For your demo and to claim your guide, the seven key strategies to growth, check out netsuite.com different. That's netsuite.com different. And uh, my friends at Splunk want to remind you that today, legendary businesses are digital businesses, and they are the leaders in what's called data to everything. As a matter of fact, Splunk is one of the eight fastest growing large enterprise tech companies ever, with over 15,000 customers in 110 companies. 100 companies? Countries. Splunk brings data to every question, every decision, and every action. Check out splunk.com slash D2E, as in data to everything. That's splunk.com slash D2E. Now, hey-ho, let's go. I want to ask you about one of um, the, it's my favorite topic that you talk about. I don't know if it's one of your favorite topics to talk about, but I like it when you guys talk about it. Uh, And that's this whole domain of deep fakes. Oh God, here we go. Here we go. And there's a story that caught my attention recently here uh, uh, at the end of December on Forbes. It's all fun and games until someone gets hurt. The implications of deep fakes, bum, bum, bum. and and there was two a couple of examples in here that got my attention. First of all, they claim that former press secretary Sarah Sanders shared a deep fake video about um, not a deep fake. What was the? We'll get back to that. We'll get back to that shortly. Okay, so what was yes. it? This Jim Acosta thing. It was edited to remove about two or three frames of film oh. to speed up when he pushed the person. Got it. 
like pushed past them and they removed his pardon me, ma'am, out of the audio. So they Maybe edited it like to look like he somebody was, when in point of fact, he did not. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that, that, that was just creative editing. Okay. So that's, that's not all considered that was. deep fake, even though it's nope, faking but, something that happened. It's an editing. It's yeah. It, it's, it's an edit. That is, that is not a deep fake. So Carlos M. Melendez, who wrote this article, needs to get a little smack from that. But also, I would like to point out that this is Forbes, and you don't actually have to be a journalist to write on Forbes, because Carlos is the COO and co-founder of Wovenware, an artificial intelligence and software development company. So since he has artificial intelligence in his title, that means, uh, you know, fuck all. <laughs> we, know art, we know artificial intelligence isn't a thing. It's a buzzword. Much like blockchain from two and a half years ago, you put that you put that name in the title of your company or what your and company does public, to get extra funding. Yep, that's it. That is the buzzword du jour. It means absolutely nothing. Artificial intelligence has been so diluted by hack journalists and people who want to have artificial intelligence companies that it means nothing. And okay, I'll take a breath. I love uh, so. Let's go here because we're here. Am I right in sort of synthesizing at least? Maybe it's the meta point. Maybe it's one of the key points you'll tell me on on why you guys rail on AI nonstop. Because most AI requires a lot of human intervention. Is that sort of the aha here? Well, we always say AI is people because it usually is. Because what AI should be, when you're talking about artificial intelligence, everybody thinks of general AI, which is a computer that can think. A computer that you can talk to like right out of Star Trek they can solve problems for you and give you back answers and things like that. What people talk about now is machine learning. You know, that is the, the way it is. They use algorithms to train the machines to give you a result. Like this one is um, what most deep fake stuff. It's called a generative adversarial network where they like put uh, a couple uh, algorithms against each other. What? <laughs> generative adversarial network. A generative so have, adversarial network. Yes, uh, GAN is what they what it's called. It's a machine learning technique. It's what a lot of it is. Most of the the machine learning breakthroughs came, you know, decades ago at this point. But this is like the newest one that people are are using, and that's what they call AI, even though it is not technically AI because AI is it, it is an amorphous term. So everybody has diluted it so much it doesn't mean anything anymore. So yeah, that's why we do that. But to the reason we say AI is people is because these networks need to be trained. So you have to give them, you basically have to put into the hopper what you want it to learn. So I want a bunch of, you know, white, you know, hipsters riding bikes. So you need somebody to go through all the pictures in the world and find white hipsters riding bikes, put them into the network. And then the, the network is trained on that. And the problem that we've seen with a lot of this stuff is that, most of the guys who are feeding these networks are a bunch of white nerds in Silicon Valley because they can't hire the old guys. They're young and they don't think very much. That's why you have all of this racial bias and, and you know, gender bias in all of these AI networks because these people are putting in pictures of people that look like them. Wow. You know, I don't know if you were, I don't know if you remember recently the, I think it was the Google AI that was mischaracterizing uh, African-Americans as gorillas. Remember that no, one? No, I did not hear that. I, I oh, that was a good that. one. Yeah, that, 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 that was a big one. terrible. <laughs> right. Because people of color aren't actually being put into these networks in, in the learning phase of it. 
So, you know, it, that's why all of these things are getting the same biases that humans have. There's nothing new under the sun here. We're training them to be like us, which is a mess. So we need different people that are behind the training algorithms to actually make these things like everybody. But I don't know. Do we train that's, them to be nicer to each other than we are? Well, do you remember the Microsoft one? The, I, I think it was a Microsoft one. They unleashed it on Twitter, and basically within a few hours, it turned into this like you know uh, racist, uh, just neo-Nazi <laughs> type oh, of bot that was just it went crazy. It I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Fast. Yeah, because it was trained on Twitter data, which is a bunch of psychotics. You know, that's <laughs> Twitter is the worst of humanity. Now, this guy who wrote this article that you don't like, he says there was another example of Gal Gadot. Was she the new um, Wonder she's Woman? The new Wonder Woman in a yes. fake porn, and then Nancy Pelosi in a um, in a speech where it made her look like she was slurring or drunk. Now, okay, let's 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 talk about both of yes. these. Gal Gadot's I haven't seen in the fake porn video. I suspect that is an actual deep fake. Nancy Pelosi video, also an edit. It was just they, they slowed, slowed it, down. it down. That's it. That's it. I mean, Jimmy Kimmel does this on his show. He has like drunk Trump. And all he does is slow down Trump's speech and it, it looks like he's drunk. They did the same exact thing. That's all you do is you change the frame rate on it. So not a deep fake. Gal Gadot, probably a deep fake. But no matter what, fake news and, and shit that gets spread or spread around. Cause I remember when that Nancy Pelosi thing hit, there was articles about Nancy Pelosi being drunk at whatever the function was or whatever the speech was or whatever it was. Well, yeah. I mean, look at, I mean, there's also an underground, you know, child ring under a pizza parlor in DC somewhere. It's like, yeah, people, people spread the stupidest shit. That's how it goes. So, you know, we're staring down this election in the United States and we're seeing yep. what appears to be, I don't know, you'll tell me, an increase of this sort of thing, whether it's just an edit to make you look bad or something more technolo technologically sophisticated. Um, mm -hmm. But however they get to it, it's very easy to alter reality and make it look like somebody said or did something they absolutely did not do or say. And so... Mm -hmm. um, you know, help me with what you think the implications of that are for this coming election. Well, it's going to be disastrous for most people. I, I, I do want to throw in one thing before I forget about it. I found this the other day. It's a site called callingbullshit.org. Did you see my tweet about this? No, one? I must have missed it. Callingbullshit.org. It's two actual university professors. I think they're up in Washington who have an actual college course on calling bullshit. One of them's an actual data scientist. So they know what they're talking about. I started watching their lecture videos. They put up their lecture videos from 2017. Yep. You got to watch these. Everybody should watch these. These should, be, these should be required watching in elementary school nowadays to train people on how to just, you know, sniff out bullshit. This is, these guys are the grumpy old geek spirit animals. I'm telling you I right now. It. Their website looks awesome. Data reasoning in a digital world. Yep. The world is so a I think in bullshit. That's where it starts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Thought you might like that. Oh, I love it. Politicians are unconstrained by facts. Science is constructed by press release. Higher education rewards bullshit over analytical thought. Startup culture elevates bullshit to high art. Advertisers wink conspiratorially 
and invite us to join them in seeing through all the bullshit and take advantage of our lower guard to bombard us with bullshit of the second order. <laughs> and it goes on from there. Yeah. Wow. I, and it says here, they're sick of it. Yeah, they are. And this it's it's great. really funny because they actually in their first or the I was watching the first lecture and they even call bullshit on their own bullshit because they put up some graphs that they actually use to demonstrate how graphs can be used to show bullshit, even though they look real. If you look at the underlying data, it's so easy to fake things. But to get back to the point about what's going to happen with these deep fakes, honestly, people just need to put their sniffer on and say, that doesn't look like that really ever happened because most of the time it hasn't. It's people, you know, the, the filter bubble problem is real. Everybody believes what they want to believe. So they are surrounded by people who tell them what they want to believe. So, you know, hey, man, you believe those chemtrails are real. I'm going to hang out with a bunch of people who are going to tell me chemtrails are real. Well, and look Same at what's going problem. on with measles, Chase. Oh, Jesus well, Christ. Like, yeah. How did this happen? <laughs> this was not a problem, I don't know, 15 years ago or whatever, right? One scientific study by one asshole British doctor. That's it. That's what and started Jenny it. McCarthy. Yeah, well, you're not really dipping into the brain trust right there. I, I know she's a rocket surgeon and all that, but like <laughs> people like her promoted this anti-vaccine idea. Because mm-hmm. they want an answer. They, they There's no answer to why kids have autism. That's the problem. So they look to the easiest solution. You know, they're trying to apply Occam's razor, but they're they're pointing it in the wrong direction. And it's it's something that doesn't exist. The the, um, residue of the chemtrails and puts it in the vaccines (laughs) and puts that in the kids. And that's what creates the autism. Yep. And the frogs are turning gay. That's what's happening. (laughs) What? You never heard that as Alex Jones? Oh, like it's turning. What they're putting in the water is turning the frogs gay. Well, I don't know. Hey, do, that was a very good Alex Jones. I gotta say, thank you very much. I'm gonna take my shirt off right now. You want to buy some powder? I've got some powders that are gonna make you strong. By the way, speaking of that, I went on his website. I hadn't been on there for a long time, and I went on there the other day because I thought, wonder how he's doing because he's been he's been banned from everything. Hmm. It, am I wrong, or he's just selling nutritional powder and and vitamins and shit now, like a madman to to make money? Yeah, I mean that's what he's kind of doing before too. I mean he had more advertising money from the you know his advertising spots on YouTube and stuff like that. But that's been he's been deplatformed and demonetized, so now he's just selling fake bullshit powder. And uh, it's weird though. It's isn't it weird to see like him do like a a political rant like he used to do, but he's talking about some vitamin pill or something. It's weird. <laughs> Look, I can't, I can't watch him. So I don't, I haven't seen him rant about vitamin pills lately. But, I don't know, uh, man. I was on that website the other day and I'm telling you, it seemed really, really weird that this is the way he's trying to monetize his audience is to sell these vitamin elixirs or whatever. All he's got left. What? He can't monetize hate because he's already been taken off the platforms that will pay him to do that. So, you know, the fact that he's got his show on the air is a miracle right now. So. Wow. Well, it's uh, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, well, sometimes karma works. Now, um, I was reading this article that got me thinking about you in the Wall Street Journal. Tech, tech that will change your life in 2020. And they've got some interesting things on this list. 
Shall we start at the top? Yeah. So what, what do you think about these, um, this new category of hearables? <laughs> I don't know if you can hear my, my, my frustration. Bad branding. I mean, this, I don't know. It, it doesn't say anything what it is. What's a hearable to you? I, if you heard the word hearable and were asked to describe it without reading this article, what would you think it was? So I would a better name for a podcast. I don't know. <laughs> well, because of wearable, I would sort of go there. And so I think, is this like a, a re-swizzle of like a smart headphone or a smart earbud? Um, but I don't know. Well, that's Hear- what it is. But is what, strange yeah. as opposed to smart, you know, smart earphones or smart headphones or. Smart buds. So, so our, our, our regardless of whether you like the name of the category or not, our hearables, uh, smart ear earphones, uh, are they coming? And if they are, what are they going to be smart about? Well, see, that's the thing. They're not smart. They're just conduits to your phone. Well, These things don't really have that out. much smart in them. Yeah, I mean, I've got the the Echo Buds. I've got AirPods. I, those are the two that I have, and. Uh, yeah, you have to if you if you walk out without your phone, they don't work. So no, they they get real dumb real fast without your phone. So I mean, I mean they got close to the phone, right? Well, yeah, I mean because the phone does all the processing power. All they are really is just a conduit for the phone. I mean, at least the Echo Buds and and the new AirPod Pros. They also have like this new pass through feature where it's like kind of noise canceling, but you can turn up the ambient volume like incrementally, which is just, it's all computational in that. So that's, that part's kind of cool, but we've had that in noise canceling headphones for years and we didn't call them hearables back then. Yeah. Well, so they were just noise canceling headphones. The thing I didn't get was the smart, if the smartification of the earbud was really just because of the phone. And so maybe it was getting to be, to your point, a more effective conduit, but there's no inherent compute capability in the phone, the headphone or the earbud am I, am I am i can i don't know i'm confused i thought smart things had some kind of at least sensor or some kind of a processor on them well i mean they they all have touch sensors on them now so you can tap them to do what you want to do um but i mean for the most part they're still just earbuds this is just somebody getting bored needing needing a new category this is marketing to write more articles make a new marketing it's, category <laughs> That's exactly it. I absolutely this is exactly it. So are you I, I want to find this is the my fault? Yeah. It's it's totally your fault, man. Somebody read your books and said, <laughs> "Hmm, I'm going to be a category king or queen of the hearable market now." That's what it is. <laughs> Do you know? It's interesting it, it's interesting though that they don't actually mention Amazon's EchoPods in here. They mention the Surface earbuds that aren't even out yet. They mention some Google stuff that's not even out yet, but the Amazon ones are out. And they didn't even mention those. And I have those. And they're terrible. They're some of the worst earbuds I've ever had. Um, so, uh, by the way, if you're ever thinking about buying those, don't. They're <laughs> supremely heavy. And the audio quality is atrocious. I was, you know, just listening to podcasts with them. They were fine for podcasts. They're they're really big. They're really heavy. But they sounded good for podcasts. When I turned on Spotify and listened to my favorite album, they sounded so awful that it was just unlistenable. And I, I like took them out. I'm like, I'm not, you can't no listen to music on them. 
Yeah. I mean, right now I'm, I'm wearing a pair of Sennheiser wired earbuds, which are hands down the best earbuds I've ever had in my life. You can probably get them for 30 bucks right now because nobody wants wired earbuds anymore. But the quality on these is, I mean, it's far superior to just about everything out there. You can't get AirPods that sound this good. You can't get Pixies or whatever Google makes that sound this good. So I, I, I don't like know. I, I, th- I, I like wires. I like yeah, I'm wires. sticking with wires. Because I don't, I don't yeah. want another fucking thing that I have to charge. Oh, man. I was thinking of that this morning. I have a charging station in my room. I've got two iPads. I've got an... Uh, macbook air i've got a macbook pro i've got my airpods i've got you know i got my watch i got like seven things that i have to charge every day and plus the ring cameras in my house i got batteries for those i am tired of charging shit i know when you go to an airport today what do you see people doing sitting on the floor near (laughs) near electrical outlets and stuff and like at least the smart elevators are putting in elevators airports are putting in um uh, charging stations and shit but like Everybody in the airport is doing the same thing, trying to find an outlet. Seriously, everybody goes and snipes the outlets. It's crazy. You know, smart bars are putting outlets underneath the bar. You can plug it. You can plug your device in while you're ordering your beer. You know, what's yeah, and I'm sure those aren't going to be like, you know, full of malware soon enough. (laughs) I love how everything makes you grumpy. I don't trust public charging stations. I'm not going to plug a USB. Never plug your phone into a USB port that you don't know what it's on the other end of. You have no idea what's on the other end of that port. That's why it's like, bring your own. Give me a, give me an outlet. I'm fine. You want a charging station? I don't want a USB port. I want a plug. I want to plug my phone in with my own brick. So I know what's going into it. I would never, ever plug a USB device into a USB charging station ever because those things are just, they're, I mean, it's a farm for for malware. Is it? Uh, I mean, is it Putin or what do you what do you think is coming through that? You, 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 you had- and look, any any idiot with a with a computer can figure out how to hack one of those things and put malware on it. Put ransomware on it. Just look for your nudes, dude. You know. Luckily, it's I don't so have easy any to hack. Nudes. I think the biggest that's one of the biggest mistakes you can make is to take pictures of people, particularly yourself, <laughs> naked, and have them on your computer. <laughs> Especially when people just don't even know how their phones work to begin with. They're like, ooh, look, I can take a picture of my junk. That's great. And uh, wait, how do I log back in? How do I update my phone? To, you know, nobody, <laughs> it's given nuclear weapons to children. Nobody wants when to see a picture off. of your junk. Nobody. Except yourself, probably, because that's why you take it. It's like, ooh, that looks good, baby. <laughs> just get a mirror oh, if you want to look at your junk from different angles or whatever. Here's <laughs> the, here's the, here's the funny thing. digitally. Well, yeah, I mean, but this is an this is as old as time. I mean, people in caves were drawing pictures of their junk. I mean, in the seventies when we had Polaroids, people were taking pictures of their junk, you know. And yeah, this is this this is a problem that's never going away. So everybody should just get over it, and that should just be everybody's. That should literally be everybody's profile photo. Just a picture of your junk. Get it out there. Get it over with. Nobody cares anymore. <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it would stop people from wanting to take pictures of their junk and sending it around. I mean, look, I, I know there are people in the world who feel differently, and I'm very glad that's the case. But, uh, you know, my idea of a bad time is a naked dude. <laughs> <laughs> Something's gone wrong <laughs> in my life. Oh, man. Is you ever, this see, what technology you ever get one of those gyms? I don't know why guys do this. 
guys do two things at the gym that I find just absolutely inconceivable. <laughs> I can't even get the first one is they're buck naked and they put their foot up on the um, the counter and they clip yeah. their toenails. Oh, oh, I hate that. So, uh, I mean, you got a lot of disgusting going on. We don't have to get into all the details, but just, <laughs> there's a lot of disgusting going on. And then the yeah, other. Yeah, on so many levels. The other one, have you seen this one? Guys who blow dry their junk at the gym? I knew you were going to get to that. I knew it. I knew it. That is one of the most bizarre things I've ever seen. Because usually when the guys are, when they have their leg up on the counter, they're done clipping their toenails, they'll take the baby powder and slap it on their balls and get 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 nice and dry up there. Or they reach for the hair dryer and sit there with it up their butt. Right? I'm just like, I'm like, have you no shame, my man? Have you no shame? Like, don't blow dry your junk. Like, the gym's <laughs> a public place, man. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm blow drying my balls. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Callingbullshit.org. Please come to the rescue. <laughs> oh, how the hell did we get to that? For <laughs> we get? To... I mean, we were talking about earpods and hearables, and now we're at ballsables. Oh, oh man. Yeah. I wonder... Moving on next. Oh, actually, reset. There are smart balls. There, this is one of the latest new categories. Hold on, let me grab this. I read this. Oh, Jesus. Um, oh. Uh, <laughs> no, no, this is this is not as terrible as it's starting to feel like it is. Um, what the hell is it called here? Smart basketballs. Uh, shit, why am I not? What is, I you can't find get, your smart balls? I can't find my smart balls. Uh, ah, there it is. Dribble up. Dribble up. Dribble.com. They have a smart soccer ball, a smart basketball, and a smart medicine ball. And it connects to your, your, your smartphone or your iPhone. And it tells you what you're doing not good and what you could be doing better and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to make you a better basketball player because you're – practicing with smart balls smart fitness gifts for your entire fam apparently they ran out of money before they could finish the word family but uh how obnoxious <laughs> fuck your fam yeah oh my god oh look and they're giving it to the children let's get them on the data tracking train young, young. perfect just what you need Hey, Johnny, remember when you really sucked at soccer? Look, we've got the data to prove it. Yeah. We put the surveillance economy on you when you were four. <laughs> oh, man. Why? why? How much are these things? Let me see how much a smart basketball is. Oh, error loading. Please try again. Uh, 99 bucks. Free returns. <laughs> free shipping. Delivered on Monday. Uh, Place our order in the next 22 hours and 25 minutes. Oh, mine says, sorry, the smart basketball is not available in your country. It does not. It says that, yeah. Do you have some special carbonation technology that makes it look like you're coming in from Kraplanistan or somewhere? No, no, I don't I don't have a VPN on. I'm not running anything. Oh, Privacy Badger, though. Yeah, may have uh, done it. Uh, it's, 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 uh, I think Privacy Badger probably did that, too. Privacy? Oh, my God, I'm looking at the app now. And it's just, oh yeah, you got to hit the hit the circles with your ball, your smart ball. Yeah. Is this? 
thing smart or is it just yellow and it's using the phone to track where the yellow ball goes? I don't know. I don't know if there's anything in the ball or whether it's just like a video app for your phone. I'm not sure. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm wondering here. I would, I assume there was a sensor in the ball, but I, you know, I hadn't done that much research. I just, I just thought, I just saw the website and thought it was cool. Oh, every time I click a link, it just says uh, error loading. <laughs> Let's see here. Practice, practice. Where's the where's the tech? Yeah, you need it looks where's like really the tech? this work. You probably need, you want an iPad. It looks like like the, having a bigger screen to monitor your what you're doing. And then you You know what this thing is. This is for big screen effect inside the house. Yeah. I I'm thinking that this thing is just an app? Uh, it's the paint job. It's the paint job on the ball. That's it. it. So it's like set up to be tracked. It's like, you know, it's designed for the camera to be really easy to see. But there's no, there's nothing here about tech. In the that's ball. The actual ball itself. I'm looking, click on the smart medicine ball. You'll see it, 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 that really triangulates to what you're saying. The video of the gal yeah. moving from up and down and side to side. It looks yeah. like the ball I, just catches the screen. So maybe it's just yep. a paint job and an app. It's a paint job and an app. That's all it is. Yep. Notice there's nothing it's on like the a, it's like a that says how, how our technology works or whatever. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was looking for. It's not there. It's just not there. Wow. So this is really, they painted the ball to be really bright with high contrast symbols on it that the camera could easily pick up, probably using like AR kit in, in the iPhone. And said, okay, this is the way to get that. You know, like like QR code detection. Right. This is just smart ball detection. Well, and who doesn't want to have smart ball detection? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, do you come with ball detection technology? <laughs> wow. Uh, well, there you go. Hey, listen, you hacked the smart ball in what? I, that was less than six minutes, I think. Yeah. I, I, yeah, man. <laughs> Because it's not smart. Uh, smart balls are people or paint jobs on this one. Smart balls are smart paint balls jobs. Are... <laughs> well, they couldn't call it ball paint jobs. Paint exactly. balls already taken. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess maybe they could wow. just sell the paint. You could paint your existing basketball that color. Yeah. Here's a sticker. Put it on your balls. <laughs> and, and get our app. Okay. Oh, man. And, what do we got next? I, I know, um, I know, one of your favorite topics that you guys always like to get into is all the new streaming services and whether or not we're going to have four hundred different streaming services. And if you want to get the Paramount shit, you got to get Paramount. And if you want to get this, and you want to get to that, and so there's an interesting thing in this, this Wall Street Journal article about sort of what's going to go down in 2020 in the field of streams. Yeah, we covered this probably on episode three of Grumpy Old Geeks seven years ago. And we're like, <laughs> this is going to happen. We're going to get to a point where everybody's going to see the popularity of Netflix and all the content creators are going to go, hey, we own this shit. We should make our own. Guess what? It's here now. And it's ridiculous. The Smithsonian Channel even has one. It's it, it it's crazy. I mean, everybody's got an app. And I, I'm sorry. No, you probably have one show on there that's worth paying for. And, you know, I can wait till the show's done, get my seven day free trial, watch the show and be done with you. And so are we are we heading or maybe we're already there? You'll tell me to the stream apocalypse like it just how uh, there's 
And, and the thing is, too, if you like any sports, like, you know, I like I like the fight. So I by definition, I have to get um, ESPN plus to watch you uh, right. see fights. Right. So not only are the major ones, the Netflix and the Disney's and the Hulu's and the et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's also these more sports oriented one or other niche interest oriented ones. And so, like, how's this going to play out? I think we're going to see consolidation coming and people are going to start doing deals with each other to get bundling packages. And that's what we're really going to see. We're going to see all of these things that you can buy a la carte, but there's going to be services through your providers like, you know, DirecTV or Comcast or whatever and say, hey, you know, you want all these packages. Here's one price. Pay for it. Plus, you get regular TV. And at, at the end of the day, this is just a mess. And it's nobody really knows what the hell's going to happen because people are starting to get real tired of this. 17 bills, you know, it's like I used to have a cable bill. That was it. Yeah. Now I got a Netflix bill. Now I got an HBO bill. Now I got a Showtime bill. Now I got a Quibi bill. Who the fuck wants Quibi? And <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Well, and, and the other thing that's interesting is. Netflix is just so smart in so many ways. I read an article recently that uh, for one year of licensing the entire Friends catalog, they paid a hundred million bucks. Right, and I think it was their it was their biggest show, or maybe it was their biggest non proprietary content show. I can't remember, but I mean, it was it's incredibly important to their business, and so. It just and, and who are all these people just watching old reruns of Friends? What get a life? No one has. Jesus Christ! The millennials fell in love with it. Oh God! I, Mike, when I die, it's going to be on my headstone. Never watched an episode of Friends. <laughs> that is going to be on my headstone. You should probably at least watch Smelly Cat. No. Not no, doing nope, nope, nope. Yeah, no, I know how nope. you feel. Like everybody tells me I should watch Silicon Valley, or for a while they did. It nope. Subsided. Oh god, no. Don't do it, dude. I've never watched Don't do it. I had I can't. I watched I watched the first season and I only did it because Brian was watching it. He thought it was funny. And I'm like, I got PTSD from watching it. I could not I got the shakes when yeah. I was done with those episodes. I'm like, this is not a comedy show. This is a documentary of my life for 20 years. I can't watch right. it. And then I'm wa I'm watching Empire and I'm like, hey, check out this. This is the music business. This is pretty good. And he's like, I can't watch that show. It's just like my life. <laughs> yeah, cops don't go mm. home at night and watch cop shows. Of course not. They go home and beat their wives. Oh, I, I didn't say that out loud. <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, no, they go home and watch football like everybody else. Yeah. So not, not so much on that. But and so it just seems. So where do you think we're going to land here? Do you, how many how many how many streaming services are we all going to uh, have here? I bet it's going to max out at three per household. Yeah. You know, I think I think three is the max that anybody's going to be willing to pay for. I mean, I know I pay for. Well, I get Hulu for free through Spotify, which is a nice bundle deal because I pay for Spotify every month. Uh, Spotify Pro or whatever plus. So I get I pay ten bucks a month for Spotify and then I get Hulu for free. That's fine. I pay for HBO. I don't know why, but I still pay for it. Uh, probably just because of um, uh, was it Succession? I watch Succession because that is the greatest show on TV. Um, and Netflix because Netflix still has a great giant back catalog. The problem with Netflix is discoverability, but. There's there's so much good stuff in there that you can dig into whenever you're bored. You can always find something to watch on Netflix. And it, it, the funny part is people are complaining. It's like, I spent my entire night trying to find something to watch on Netflix instead of watching something on Netflix. That is I'm a like, big problem. 
You can easily I think spend, you can spend yeah. 20 minutes trying to find something to watch on Netflix or iTunes. Well, you plan ahead, man. That's what your queue's for. My queue has 30 shows in it that I can, at the drop of a hat, go in and watch. If something's coming up, just slap it in your queue for later. You don't have to. If you're going into Netflix and trying to find something on the spot to watch and you don't have anything in your queue, you're doing life wrong, <laughs> honestly. We should always, like, just, when we see stuff that's interesting, just put that on our list for later. Slap in your queue. Slap in your queue. You can go back later and you'll be like, oh, I forgot that thing was there. Okay, I'll go watch that. You know, it's like every time I get bored, I go in. And I'm like, oh, 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 I've got somebody feed Phil. I'm going to go watch a, a, you know, a cooking show or something like that because I've got stuff stacked up. But always, anytime you see something that is even moderately interesting, add it to your queue. Forget about it. Then when you're bored one night, you go in and you've got every genre of program that you could ever imagine at your fingertips. You don't have to find something new because you've got all this stuff to watch. Come on, that's a pro tip, people. Pro tip. Kind of teach me how to how to, how to consume my streaming services. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I had one more too. So I got Netflix, HBO, and no, that's I guess that's it. Mm. Yeah, Brian has Disney Plus because he's a he has a kid. Yeah. So if you have children, they got you right. There's no there's no way around that. Yeah, yeah. And then I think a lot the of funny, people are going to, you know, sports-oriented folks are going to have ESPN Plus or something, right? Well, doesn't that come with Disney Plus if you can figure out how to make it work? Because Oh, maybe it does. does. I don't know. A, yeah, you get ESPN with Disney Plus, and apparently the sign-up process is so convoluted that so many people are having problems with it that it effectively doesn't work. So expect a class-action lawsuit coming in the future where you can get your 35 cents on it. <laughs> Hey, I filled out my Equifax class action lawsuit. I um, been, how's that going for you? Check to arrive. I don't know. Around <laughs> here, waiting for that check. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. All right, Jace. Anything else on uh, on the streaming side? On I don't anything. think so. I mean, on streaming or on anything else that's on your mind right now? I don't know, man. I'm looking forward to 2020. I think it's going to be an interesting year because. You know, we all survived 2019, believe it or not. We're still here. Yes. It's good. Yes, that is good. Um, yeah, no, I, we're actually starting off. Uh, I, I don't know when this show airs. This will probably be after my next Grumpy Old Geeks. But we're starting off that show this this year with uh, good news. Good news of the year. And I'll, I'll give you a little good news. Travis Kalanick, Travis Kalanick is out of Uber. That's great news. I'm Tell happy that. about that. He sold off all. He sold off all of his Uber stock. He's like, peace, I'm out. He's only worth $2.5 billion, I guess. Uh, I guess he's a little shy of some of his big name friends, but uh, that's what you get for being a douchebag. You know, but, uh, I'm sure he'll figure it out. I'm sure. I'm sure he's going to be okay. Yeah. I'm sure he's going to be okay. And Amazon is opening a homeless shelter inside of its headquarters in uh, up there in Seattle. I so that's that. interesting. They're, so what yep. are they doing? They're going to have. How are they going to do that? Uh, basically, there are they're partnering with a nonprofit called Mary's Place, which they've been working with for a while right now. Um, and they're opening a shelter on the campus for homeless people to stay with families. Um, trying to figure out how much it was. It's, uh, it's a lot of, it's, a, they're really trying up there to, because, you know, these big companies ruin the cities that they move into. <laughs> I mean, there's no, there's no if, ands or buts about it. You people can't live there anymore, but the new space that they're going to have, they're going to have enough beds and blankets for 400 families every year. And uh, so they're giving the money to Mary's place to for the to pay the utilities, maintenance and security for the next 10 years or as long as Mary's place needs it. So, wow. you know, 
it's a decent decent thing. It's probably about thirty seven seconds of Amazon profit, so no skin off their nose for that. Well, they're doing but something. You know, Something's better than nothing. They're doing something. I mean, there's twelve thousand five hundred homeless people in Seattle right now, and this will cover four hundred families, which is you know not insignificant. But uh, yeah, Wait, I mean, I, they're not going to solve homelessness because they can't do that. They I didn't could, cause I think homelessness. I might have heard this on Grumpy Old Geeks that. Um, Oracle moved their conference out of San Francisco to Las Vegas. Yeah. I think I heard yeah. that on your podcast. Um, yeah. The, the, uh, there's so many problems with San Francisco, the man poo problem, because everybody craps on the sidewalk. If you step in crap in San Francisco, it's not from a dog. I can guarantee you that. It really is uh, a shocking thing when you see it. It really is. Yeah, I mean, and it was a problem when I was there over 10 years ago. I mean, I actually, Jesus, it's coming up on 20 years when I lived there. I was there in like, the last time I lived there was 2004. And it was a problem back then, and it has got, gotten worse every year since then. The homeless, homelessness problem there, it's, it's like a third world country. Downtown San Francisco, just go walk around for a day there, and oh, you will just it's be terrible. flabbergasted. It's terrible. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's such a beautiful city. And, uh, and you know, here's the thing I don't understand. Not to get political, but what the fuck? Gavin Newsom was the mayor of San Francisco, and to the best of my, my knowledge, he didn't make any meaningful dent in the homelessness. Uh, and nope, now he's yeah. the governor. It's like I, I don't. Know. It's one of the biggest problems we face in California. Because um, everybody wants to come here. It's a nice place to well, live. I, I get that, but we need a strategy, right? Like, who's working on this? Yeah. As far as I can tell, not anybody, you know, it's, it, it's definitely a problem. And, you know, I was in San Francisco when Gavin was our mayor and I met him a couple times doing uh, spots for my blog network that I had back then. Nice enough guy looked like Batman, you know, back in the day, that was his big thing. He's like, I look like, you know, Batman, I look like Bruce Wayne and he was a good looking guy and he could, <laughs> he, said, I look- he could talk the talk. Yeah. It's like, I know I look like Bruce Wayne, but because that's when the first Chris Nolan Batman movies came out. So it was a big thing. But uh, he was a good looking guy. He could talk the talk, but he didn't do a goddamn thing. And now he's the governor. So and we have a history of governors not doing a goddamn thing here. No, he got into power. I said, okay, job one, two and three has to be immediate mobilization for the fires. And I. I don't know what he did or didn't do, but, you know, of course, we just had one of our worst fire seasons. And I get it's a giant problem uh, and it's not immediately solvable. I get all that stuff, but I don't know. It, it, it didn't seem like there was enough action quickly on getting ready for the fires. Well, fortunately, this year we weren't hit that bad down here in Southern California. You guys got it really bad up there. It's ter- It's terrifying. And the fires in Australia yeah. are terrifying. And it's a good thing that climate change isn't real. Yeah, it's really good, isn't it? It's really good that uh, everything's copacetic. We're, you know, it's it's all good. You know, don't don't look at the fire coming over the hill. That's just the sunset. <laughs> all right, Doctor DeFilippo. Uh, anything else before we wrap? Not really, man. Not really. Just podcasting this year, getting my getting my stuff going, and uh, I would uh, I would ask everybody. I'm gonna I'm gonna give the same ask that I gave on Grumpy Old Geeks and see how your audience uh, reacts. Go check out CalmTheBeast.com. New podcast I'm working on with Dan Nitro Clark. And uh, he used to be Nitro on American Gladiators. And uh, everybody knows him for his muscle, but now you can come know him for his mind. <laughs> and uh, it's a it's a really fun show. We've been working together for about six months now. And uh, 
our partnership is the gladiator and the geek. You know, I, br- I bring the geek, he brings the gladiator, and we uh, we just try and help people. How tall is he? He's six two. He's about two inches taller than me. Okay, and what so is he? Weigh? I'm six foot. What is he? What? How much does he weigh? Do you figure? He was two twenty, I think. Okay, I thought he's he a big was, dude. I mean, two twenty is big, but I thought he was more like three hundred pounds. I, you know, I guess all the photos you see. Him. Well, he's fifty. He's also fifty five years old now. Yeah, okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, he's fifty five years old. Had a heart attack a couple of years ago and recovered from that. And you know, we're he's been through a lot of stuff. His story is incredible. Beside from having his ten year old, uh, or when he was ten, his brother died in his arms on a roof in Vietnam from an electrical accident. Uh, his dad ran a brothel in Vietnam, and uh, he just, it, you know, this guy is the most resilient guy I've ever met in my life. And if you read, he's got two books, uh, Gladiator, A Tale of Roids, Rage, and Redemption, which is really funny. It's all of the stories about when he was an American gladiator, and this guy would screw anything. <laughs> it's really good. Excellent. And he had the opportunity. He was the big, he was one of the guys on the biggest TV shows on the planet. So, and now like it, we're just, uh, we hang out here in my garage and we, we make podcasts. It's really fun. I love it. So I love, I love you. This, this is your new partnership. <laughs> it really is. And it's, yeah, it's just one of those weird serendipitous connections that I found through a friend of a friend of a friend that I met one time at a, at a conference who introduced me to him. And it was just like, Hey, uh, Dan's starting a podcast. You should hook up. I'm like, okay. And that now we're like, you know, we're hanging out and going for walks all the time and, it's really cool. It's it's weird how the world works sometimes. Serendipity. Serendipity, yes. All right, Dr. DeFilippo, it's great hanging out with you. <laughs> uh, I, I continue to be a massive fan. <laughs> keep Please keep oh, I'm a, I'm a, I only have one complaint. What? I need more episodes. Uh, can't do it, man. Can't do it. We, we if you're, if you're interested. It doesn't necessarily have to be daily, but four a week. All right. Well, if you're interested in sponsoring Grumpy Old Geeks, write Jason at GrumpyOldGeeks.com and make Chris's dream come true because baby's got to eat. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. Well, there he is, the Grumpmeister himself, Jason DeFilippo. I sure hope you enjoyed that episode. I also want to say a very special shout out. If by chance um, you were at Hal Elrod's and John Berghoff's best year ever blueprint in San Diego, um, I just want you to know, uh, I spoke at the event, and um, I just want you to know how, how much I deeply appreciate your love and support. That was an incredible event for me personally. Um, I don't think I've ever been hugged by so many people in my life, and, uh, and I just deeply appreciate you. Uh, it's an amazing thing when you um, go to give a talk. And, um, you know, you're willing to be open and vulnerable with people, how most people respond. And um, it was really one of the most uh, special events I've ever been to. Um, and I can tell you, I've never been hugged by so many people in my life. So um, Hal and John, thank you for having me. And um, if you were there, I just want you to know how much I deeply appreciate you. All right. We would like to thank one of my top favorite podcasts, Grumpy Old Geeks. And I think Grumpy Old Geeks has the best tagline in podcasts it's the tagline is what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame <laughs> check out gog.show that's gog.show uh, my second book niche down how to become legendary by being different why not check it out today uh, one of my top favorite nonprofits, one life fully live.org helping you dream plan and live your best life check them out 
Uh, one of my favorite books from, um, I think, the gal who is my favorite author. Her name is Dushka Zapata. And if you're a regular listener, you know there's no one like Dushka. She was our first guest, and she's been on this podcast, or I should say oddcast, more than any other person. Check out Someone Destroyed My Rocket Ship and Other Havoc I Have Witnessed at the Office. <laughs> That's Someone Destroyed My Rocket Ship by Dushka Zapata. GrowWire.com. It's what legendary growth-oriented entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial people are reading. Check them out. GrowWire.com. And GoBundance, a mastermind group of legendary male entrepreneurs who are grabbing life big. Check out GoBundance.com. And uh, my dear friends at Rapid Media, if you're in Australia and you want to do legendary marketing, check out RapidMedia.com.au. And if you're like me and my wife, Carrie, these fires in Australia have been um, a very painful thing to watch. And so if you want to make a difference, uh, we would encourage you to do that and donate. And uh, we've made a donation recently to the World Wildlife Fund. You can check out worldwildlife.org. That's worldwildlife.org to help in Australia. All right, I need to remind you that today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. And this podcast is the sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network. And all rights do remain perturbed. Um, <laughs> remember to support your independent podcasters by John's Crazy Socks. Tell two people you love about two podcasts you love. Listen to Lucinda Williams. Only buy pasture-raised, free-range eggs because chickens are people too. Uh, thank you so much, Candy Dandy. Love you, Mom and Dad. And hey, Colin, this podcast really ties the room together, doesn't it? Today, our deepest apologies go to James Altucher. Sorry, James, we just ran out of time for you. That's it, my friends. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate you investing part of your life with me. Uh, stay legendary. And until we're together again... Follow your difference.